Cut. Oh, fucking cut. Now I'm gonna you go buy, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna go purchase one. That's the problem. This this ain't for me. Well, I was like, you no, know, the background is mom and dad was addicted to crack cocaine. Okay. Right? Oh, praises to the most high. Hi, how are you? I am Doc Holiday. Welcome to another episode of the Doc Holiday Show, where we love to uplift the black men, black woman, black teen, black child, black royalty. I am joined by black royalty, a man that's been doing big things and doing great things in our community for a long time. Mr. Stefan Smallwood. How you doing, good sir? Stefan, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm good. How about yourself? Appreciate it, man. You know, I, I know what you do, man, over building blocks, man. First of all, tell the people who you are, where you're from. Little background and what building blocks exactly what it is. Um, Stefan Smallwood, obviously, um, originally from Washington, D.C., moved here in Memphis um, in ninth grade, 13, 14 years old from getting into troubles. You know, everyone has a story. Um, was at a kitchen table one day and talked to my wife and my mother and said, I want to make a difference. I don't want to be a kid that, you know, leave other kids astray and make the same mistakes that I did. And they gave me the green light, like, do it, give back. And from 2009 to where we are now, uh, we've been mentoring young men and young women, not just in Memphis, but other cities, giving back to the community at large and making a difference. And it helps you sleep good at night. And speaking of building blocks and what you're doing, because, you know, we've all been through things, man, have challenges. Talk about, I guess, coming up, D.C., then moving to Memphis, some of the challenges and hard times you've gone through, because that helps us relate better to our young people because we've seen some of those same circumstances. Uh, definitely. Um, there's no bigger life lesson than living life itself. You can read all the books in the world, but when you go through life and go through those trials and tribulations, there's nothing like it. So again, elementary school, um, early middle school, um, shooting at people, getting shot at, um, selling drugs, um, trying drugs here and there because you want to question, you know, yeah. what it is, how it affects you. Um, dealing with females at an early age for our sexual intercourse, um, you name it, I've done it. And it's like, wow, at an early age in the nation's capital, um, it was a humbling experience to where I am now to look back at it and be like, whoa, you know, I do have a purpose with my life. And talk about, I guess, some of your lowest points growing up as a kid, man. Because I tell people all the time, I, I grew up two-parent household, but my mom died when I was 11, right before I was 12, and it was just all kinds of influences. And I got into some things. It's just by the grace of God, I didn't get killed or shot or get, end up with a prison sentence 30 or 40 or 50 years. So talk about some of those struggles, man, and some of your lowest points as a young because it's already tough enough being a young black man, whether right. we got money or not. Right. But if right. we ain't got none, it's even tougher, it's man. It's even so. tougher. And, and you know what? It's not just here in Memphis. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and some of my lowest points, um, I tell a young man and a young woman that I was homeless for like two weeks. And homeless is homeless. Yeah. But the same complex uh, subdivision I was homeless in, that's where my wife and I got our first home built from ground up. And it's ironic because I slept in my car in the back seat hoping nobody would come knock on the door, come rob me, come do anything to me. And we got our first house built from ground up again. We're in the same subdivision. So it came full circle. So being homeless like that and being incarcerated, juvenile, Carrieville, uh, and 201, no, never again. Unless someone tries to do something to me, of course, I have to defend myself and my family. But being homeless and being incarcerated three times in three different jail systems, yeah. Definitely. And talk about those experiences, man, because the young people need to, they need to hear that. They think it's a game. 
They think it's a game until you get behind there and they clink click and they don't even they they slam all kinds of doors behind you now. Just you know, just just talk about those experiences, man, and those mistakes. Cause I like I like to tell young people, look, I can look in the past. You can't look into the future. You right. know what I'm saying? So Definitely. you know, just talk about those experiences, man, and 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 what do you share to the young people? Because some of them just seem like, you know, they don't get it until they get it and then they crying. Right, and they crying. So I was crying. Um, so juvenile court, the first one on Bill Street, hanging out. I'm going to hang at a party where I told my mother. And next thing you know, we on Bill Street. Police officers tell us get off Bill because it was curfew. We go behind Bill right there where the FedEx form is. Police stops us again. Hey, what y'all doing down here? Hey, the police told us go home. That's what we're doing. No, y'all could be lying, doing anything. Mm -hmm. Go to juvenile court. They can't let me loose because I'm a minor. Yeah. And then they lost my arrest ticket. So they ain't even had me in the system. So they incarcerated me, get me the juvenile, and then had me in the system. You lost in that pretty much. I was lost, but then they couldn't even charge me with anything. They couldn't call my mother because there was no contact information. Mm -hmm. So I had to call her and not them. Um, Carryville, good friend of ours, Tori Harmon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Living in Carryville with my parents and Thanksgiving Eve, never forget. Yield at a stop sign, 2.30 in the morning, Thanksgiving Eve. And guess what? Police, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, officer? Everything okay? Yes, sir, I'm fine. License registration, all right? Come back, everything fine? Officer, yeah, just need to talk to you for a minute. Click, click, locked up. I was the only one in the jail, the only one. Me and the officer, the guard, the only one. Second strike. Third strike. Again, and everything I tell you, I tell the young men and the young women, yeah. um, Super Kmart, when, when it was on Winchester. At the time, Missy Elliott was just coming out. She was the hottest thing with yeah. genuine and all of those individuals. And I had a so-called girlfriend, so-called girlfriend, and I had a herringbone. That's when the herringbone, the pop-off stern wheels was in style. Yeah. Had a Park Avenue. Stole oh, you had the Park? Park Avenue. Crushed velvet seats. Oh. Not even from Memphis. Were you working? Huh? We're going to get to that. <laughs> I got you. We're we're gonna, gonna, I know, I know the that. brothers that have park avenues in Aramo. We're going to go ahead. That. Okay, go ahead, so, Stephon. Yeah. Family, um, first car, Park Avenue, stole, took two checks from my mother and father, stole two checks, cashed them to myself, went and bought the Park Avenue from the auction when it was in West Memphis. Mm -hmm. Went to the Super Kmart, so-called girlfriend, had the hair and bone necklace. I sold it to her, my so-called girlfriend, for $200, had it in my pocket, Went to the Super Kmart and stole some CDs, had flip-flops on. Stole some CDs, ran outside. I saw him chase me. That's before the gas station and all that stuff was on Winchester and Germantown um, extended. Hopped in the bushes, went to a friend's house, no shoes on, fleet, feet bloody. I mean bloody. Mm -hmm. Bloody. Knocked on his door. He took me back up there. Luckily, he was a good friend that he called my mother to tell her what was going on. I had to go back and get my car. When I went back and got my car, only thing I remember is me waking up and my mother looking me in my face. And that's when I knew she couldn't do anything because if the law have you and your mother can't do anything, then that's a wrap. Go to 201, sign the paperwork, um, sitting next to a gentleman, and he was maybe 18 or 19, um, disorderly conduct, had a $10 bail. I wanted to pay it for him. That's not my life. But the guy, $10 bail. Yeah. Like, can I pay it? Like, No. Like, I'm still starstruck like you in jail. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you say, who yeah. you are, what you're doing. 
So sitting on the wall, lower level, across from each other, um, bring a trash can, a big gray one like you're having to school, big mm -hmm. on wheels, give you a cup so you can dip it to get your Kool-Aid, gave me a, a peanut butter sandwich. A guy asked me, hey, you want that sandwich? First thing in my mind from the movies, like, nah, I'm not giving you my sandwich. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going to come behind yeah. this. But I had to eat, but I didn't eat it. So I gave it to him and pressed my luck on that one. And um, took me to my holding cell, maybe no bigger than this studio right here, mm -hmm. about 50 people. And I stood up the whole time and was waiting for him to call my name. And I made maybe five or six phone calls to my mom to come get me. And she asked me, how was I getting so many phone calls? And I said, hey, I'm not worried about that. Come get me. Yeah, yeah. And that was that on that. So, yeah. <laughs> and how did you maneuver, man? Because, you know, when you're a team, we have a lot of different opportunities to get into a lot of serious things, man. And like I said, it's just by the grace of God. I wasn't killed because I've been shot at. I didn't hear bullets whizzing past my head because yeah. I'm in situations and in places I ain't had no business being in. But you're young and you're stupid and you think you're invincible. How did you maneuver your way through you know, all them pitfalls, man. It's cause it's like an obstacle course. Some of Definitely. us get stuck and caught. Some of us don't. So I know you 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 haven't had any major problems, but still anytime you get locked up, that's motherfucker be like, that's major to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But how did you right. just maneuver through that? As you said, man, going to jail, selling drugs and all those things. How did you maneuver through that without, you know, getting into any major situations? One thing that really kept me um abreast of all of this is that I'm the only child. So I always had to make decisions based on me, not my brother, not my sister. Mm -hmm. I had to say, okay, if I'm gonna make this decision, either I got to, or I or I just got to get it one mm -hmm. way or the other. Um, my parents had finances almost like the Huxtables. Yeah. Um, even though I was the only child, had over hundred thousand dollars annual incomes, but my my uh, my uh, friends didn't have what I had. So mm -hmm. I wanted to be like them. Yeah. So I knew right from wrong and I knew how to manage and finagle through the circumstances. And when I got locked up the last time at uh, 201 Poplar, i never forget, I received five Bibles in one year. Birthdays, Christmas, any holiday it was or whatever the circumstances may have been, I got five Bibles. So people were looking after me, people mm -hmm. were praying for me, and people did not want to see me go down that path to where it would have become more dangerous, like you just mentioned. And I, I totally understand. And my thing is that, you know, that's why this platform is all about uplifting, you know, strong black men, strong black women who are doing successful things. And I like to say, you know, creating positive images because we don't get that. We get right. on television, we're going to get our women who, they're queens, but they're going to give them, they're going to make them strippers. They're going to make us, they're going to make us dope boys or some kind of criminals. And the thing about it is that that's, that's a small amount of us. Correct. But if that's what all they see I'm trying to counter that, and we trying to counter that, and we, I have friends just like you do. Mm -hmm. they, they, I mean, they've been to jail for murder. Right. They've sold drugs. Right. I have robber friends. I have them all, in, but it's still a level of respect that we have because they know now at our age, I'm 48, they like, you know, I wish I wouldn't have made those decisions. Correct. But that's what we see on TV, and the young kids think that's cool when that ain't what it's about. That's why I like what you do with building blocks mentoring these i call us because we're young royals our young royals because what we say to them it helps you know helps their perception of themselves Definitely. uh talk about that man when you're dealing with them and showing them a different way and a different path because what you do is utterly important a lot of cats talk they just talking but you actually been out there doing it because i didn't seen you do the work 
Appreciate it. And and we first met um, to answer your question, giving a free mattress away. At Clementine Project, and, yeah, and in South wife, Memphis, she, yeah. She was like, you know where you're going? Like, no, I'm going to give a bed away. I don't care. Going to Clementine. And she said, you know, it's one way in, one way out. Like, huh? Yes. So, your wife will then laugh. Yeah, they won't. But when you're doing stuff from the heart, yeah, you don't worry about it. Where yeah. you're going or how you're doing it, you just getting it mm -hmm. done. And we've been, you know, close contact since then. But to answer your question, um, talking to the young men and the young women, I don't sugarcoat anything. Um, sometimes I say a choice of words because I know at times that's what they understand. But I let them know this is not the same guy who you're looking at always been this way. Mm -hmm. I paint pictures. And we go in this room sometime, and we have hash outs. Say your mind. Speak your peace. I'm here for you. You're here for me, and you don't know it because, again, like I said earlier, you help me sleep better at night. You have me look in the mirror to understand myself, understand my kids. So I talk to them unconditionally because, yes, you are my child. It is what it is. Help me help you fix this situation. And I heard Nick Saban say on a video that was sent to me, even you got it or you get it. So either you got to do it or you just getting a chance to do it. Either way, it's a choice. You wake up with a chance and a choice. Which one is it? So when you get that chance, which choice are you going to make? And I just have those realistic conversations with them. And that's great, man. I salute you for that. And I tell people all the time, see, because I'm, I'm the type, I'm kind of like a – I'm like a fearless type of dude. It's, a lot of us are scared of our own kids and scared of our own people, man. I'm like, I'm not. Nah. If I see one, I'm doing something they're not supposed to do. It's my job, man. It's my duty to pull that coattail. And they be like, man, these young cats crazy. I be like, I'm crazy too. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to, you know, they say open rebuke is better than secret love. If you're doing something, I know it's going to, you're heading you down a, a, a destruction. I'm supposed to tell you, man. I'm supposed to tell, you know, young man, young woman. And, and I think that's a lot of our problems, man. We like, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Yes, it does have something yeah. to do with you because this is not only are they our future, they are our present. So, and you know what I, you know what I noticed? A lot of these knuckle, these, like I'm tough dudes. You know what they want you to do? They want you to get in their ass. Most, they want you to say something to them. Most kids want positive construction. Yes. They want it. They need it. We all did, but we living in a different times. I get that, but everything is still the same. Mm -hmm. My wife gets on me all the time because of my facial expressions or I'm looking at someone. No, because it needs to be said. Yeah. Or just looking at someone. They need to know that you're looking at them because they're doing the wrong thing. Even my own son, he's taller than me, 15. I asked him a question one time, and he said, no, because I know you're going to bust me up. I know you know that, and I'm glad you know that because regardless, I'm not going to take Stuff from you like my parents did for me. Mm -hmm. I used to get to the point to where my stepfather used to fall out, have faints, and knock his teeth out because he just blacked out, blood pressure high, worried about me. Stuff like that. Smoking dope in the house. Um, again, like I told you, stealing checks. Their hard-earned money took two of their checks. How you still sitting here from doing that, though, bro? I wanted to ask you that because I know, you know. You know what? Before my mom died, she would have gave me that work, and Pops definitely would have gave me. He a Marine from Como. He definitely would have gave me that work. How you still sitting here, boss? When you're the only child, sometimes you get away Yeah, with you do things. get away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I have a lot of grace. Yeah, and mercy. But how, how I mean, I, 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 you, I, well, that's a parent because your ass sitting here. Uh, you got a lot of grace and a lot of mercy. Yeah. Uh, but. When the phone call, you said, like, when you were in jail and you had to call your mom, man. I mean, how, because I know, a lot, how did that conversation go? Because lots of, you don't want to see mom or dad. For, for one, it didn't go long because it's a time restriction. Yeah. Um, for second, um, I had to act tough to her, but I was crying every time I called. But to her, 
And I remember like it was yesterday, why you keep calling me? You're grown. You want to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? So why you keep calling me? Mom, come get me. Come get me. No, you're grown. So when she finally came and got me 24, 36 hours later, went to the Exxon across the street, and they tried to rob me as soon as I got out. I don't have anything. My feet bloody. I don't have it. So still, once I got out, still trouble right there. So you one of those, as soon as you get out of 201, you, you, you keep it pushing wait on the ride. You don't stand outside. Because no. I'd have been down there a couple of times, too. No. So as soon as they let me out, no, I'm not standing here. No. I'm... Pick me up down the street because I, I don't want them to be like, come on, I, I, you, we got something else on you. No, I went to the Exxon, sat right there on the side. Four guys approached me. Hey, man, pat me down. Hey, man, I don't have nothing, man. If you want to take it, take it. But I don't have anything. I just got out of jail. Gave me a choice of words, and they just went on about their business. And how was it when, when mom finally got her, got her hands on you? I can't recall, but you know what? For certain parents and you know your kids or your child, you don't have to say too much after you don't got your butt whooped. Mm-hmm. That was enough. Got out, and we went to church, and then it was almost like I was walking into a new place because I didn't know who knew. But then, like the young kids today, you felt tough. Like, yeah, I'm the man. I went to jail. But deep down inside, that's not me. That's not how I lived. That's not how I was raised, coincidentally. But it is what it is. But the conversation, it was real minimum because she knew I got my butt whooped being in there. And I'm glad, you know, you brought it up and you shared that, man, because our in, in, in our community, in our culture, they make that a badge of honor if you've gone to jail. We the only race of people they do that to. They do that to it for a reason. Oh, you tough. You're a street boy, you're a street dude. Oh, you ain't been to jail. You gotta get locked. We the only ones that they portray those images to, and it's a lot of us, you know, you know, I, who 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 wanna portray those images, and that just ain't what it is, man. And it's not what it is for the youngins, but again, doing this from 2009 and being a part of it, it starts at the house. Yeah. Because even when you're in the school buildings and the parents have to come up to the school for whatever the young man or the young woman has done, you see where they get it from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pants sagging, smelling like weed, tattoos everywhere. And I'm not judging anyone. Yeah. However, um, show some respect when you come into school mm-hmm. for your last name um, for your family and then for everyone that's seeing what's going on because of the circumstance or situations. And it starts there and it trickles down. But, you know, just like I know, these stories that we hear that these kids go through, that they deal with, some of it is just forced upon them. Yeah, it is. And, and that's the sad part. But when you have gentlemen or women like myself or my wife or whomever, yourself, that try to help these young men and young women, it's 24 hours in a day. Mm. So if we're with them six or eight hours, they still have 16 more. Yeah. So we're starting all over again. So it's a vicious cycle. But we have to keep pushing. Yeah, that, you know, and that's why I, I, I call them young royals because they are young royals, whether they know they're young royals or not. And being a, being a royal is a certain way you're supposed to present yourself. Correct. I tell them, man, pull your pants up, dog. Pull your, pull your pants up. I mean, yeah. try, try to leave the young ladies alone because they get shut your old self up. I, be like, I ain't got to tell. But them dudes, I be like, come here, boy. Pull your pants yeah. up. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that's something that you, you, you struggle with battle what I mean but you still do it anyway because they need to know this is how you present yourself we already behind the 8 ball the 9 ball 10 ball 11 ball <laughs> 3000 ball all we got left is the corner pocket that's it man that's so it. yeah we have to we cuz we have to outwork everybody else it's the playing field is not level so that's why I try to tell them, look, this is what you need to do that's why I have so much respect for you and what you do with building blocks man so you know 
I know you're gonna, you know, you, you continue it on. What's the next step as far as building blocks and I guess ex- expanding, you know, your purpose and everything because your purpose is already, you know, pretty damn good, bro. Oh, I appreciate it again. Um, we have expanded. I never thought in um, a million years from starting this again, being from the nation's capital, D.C., to move it here, forced to move it here because of troubles and circumstances, um, to where now Sheffield Elementary was our first school back in 2009. They gave us a chance, and since then, um, not only here in Memphis, we expanded to Nashville, um, Tennessee. We're doing work in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we got the green light to be in Atlanta, and then also our city, our so, I mean, we're working, let alone that because I'm from D.C., that we're actually doing work in the DMV area as well. You never forget where you're from, so you can't leave that unattended. But we're expanding, uh, we're helping, we're guiding, we're mentoring, we're supporting, we're loving, we're doing everything that we can, not just to help the kids, but to help the parents as well. How many kids you get? You, you probably getting your hands on, but I guess – Hundreds, right? Yeah, hundreds. I mean, and even parents, because we're actually at the at the process now to where we're creating resource rooms for these parents to help them get a job, GEDs, whatever the case may be. So we're not just helping the kids because if we can help the parent, it could trickle back down instead of just doing the kids and don't help the parents at all. And what kind of, I guess, services you do provide for the kids, you know, because that's a lot of things that we just don't know. Like, I didn't know anything about financial literacy. I didn't know anything about credit, credit score. They don't teach us that kind of stuff, man. You know, because we only get shown one thing. Correct. You know, you go to school, they teach you history. Like, I ain't, I ain't had a job yet to ask me anything about history, bro. Nothing. You know, so we learn a lot of swing that ain't going to help us. So we do offer <laughs> services, but I had a debate, and I'm not going to say any names, okay. about facts and opinions. Yeah. And then my son was like, nah, that, that's an opinion. I'm like, that's my thought, but I'm not going to say any names. Yeah. But history taught us so much. Or persuade us in a certain way for so long that is it really a fact? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I get what we was told. Exactly. But what's really the truth? No, speak, speak it, bro, because no, I, I read and research, man. I don't believe none of that shit. No, but guess what, though? I follow you, and, and it's obvious. I don't obvious. believe none of it, bro. And, and um, the more that I deal with kids, parents in schools, multiple cities, cultures, then I'm trying to educate myself. Like, hold on. So I know... They told us one plus one equal two. I get that. But now they come up with new algorithms and all of this and history and like, whoa, wait a minute here. Now that my eyes are open, my ears are tuned in more. Oh, so what's the fact and what's fiction? I want to know the truth. I mean, hey, look, we're on the same page, man. And I guess that's why we get along. That's so what I'm well. saying. Yeah. Because because we're looking at these lights and up here. They Thomas Edison, no, it was actually Lewis Latimer. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold on, bro. So that's that's why you look, man. It is what it is, dog. I'm sitting up in my chair. Sit up in so, your chair, so man. So I just found something out. Yeah, go ahead. And it's real simple. Let's go. I can apply for any job in the country, and I have to have all these qualifications. But you mean to tell me I could go downtown at the Shelby County Commission building and just fill out the application and run for the United States of America? Yeah, yeah. With no experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That really bothers me. So I had I can go and work for your company. You're going to mm-hmm. give me a job description. Everything. You're going to say I need to have these qualifications. You're going to say I need to have this education and experience. But I could just walk downtown and say I want to run for the president of the United States and fill it out. I may lose. Yeah, but you can do it. But I can do it. And then I could put it on my resume and say I ran for president. And when you look it up in, in history, which right. is going to be a fact, yeah. it's the truth. 
And but you know, you ain't even gotta walk down there though. They can wheel you in a chair. You can be in a bed. But you know what? You I'm be barely breathing. Yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. You know, hey, look, man, I I ain't afraid to say it, brother. We 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 are sold something that's not the truth. But when you when you cause of war, I mean, I ain't gonna go too deep because the war not over. We think no. we think they they ain't at, they they still at war with us. That's why they still. But that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you can write history to whatever you. So you write it, then you be like E equals M C squared. They be like, well, no, nah, they actually sounded that's a lie. Oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, we figured that out. Oh, the theory of relativity. Oh no, they found that that was a lie. I tell people, look, man, it's a theory. A theory is a guess. So I'm, I'm gonna say this too, and you may know the answer. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, bro. Homeschool. Mm-hmm. You have your same 180 days, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have in-person school 180 days. Yeah. So how can you be at home school and work on your own pace, but you go to a building and it's structured and it equals out the same? You Because it's... Do I have to say it again? So no, you, no, 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 no. I, 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 bro, it's... I'm going to tell you so what it I is. I could be at home yeah. for eight hours and do an hour's worth of work. Work, yeah. And that consists of eight hours if I was in in school physically. Because you know what you know what school conditions and programs are kids for? To work. To work. To work. Eight hour, eight hour work day, right? Co- correct. Work. Conditioning. Yeah. Programming. Recess. Lunch break. Work. So I could be wrong. I read something. I don't know if it's fact. Mm-hmm. Or an opinion. See, we don't went to something else now. Uh, uh, no, it's, no, this, this is this is so, a talk. It's building blocks, ain't it? It's another damn building block. It's another block. Put the block on the top of that. Started yesterday, working today, building tomorrow. Yeah, here you go. Boom. That in middle school, maybe some elementaries, they start in middle school and put the tape so many feet from the wall for you to walk behind each other. Mm-hmm. So you can walk in the line. So when you're changing classes. Like in jail? Like in jail. So yeah, they like can get them yeah. mentally and physically mm-hmm. prepared. So when you go to high school or whatever and you get conditioned, when you go to jail, you already know how to walk to do. in a single file line mm-hmm. right behind yeah. each other. For our kids. For our kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, hey, man, look, we on the same page, bro. Oh, I mean, okay. no, we, talk about, we talk about anything around this moment. Yeah. Man, it's YouTube. Respect. This ain't, this ain't network TV. <laughs> TV hey, don't get this. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I do. It's 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 a it's a war I on us. I get it, but I don't yeah, get it. I get it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a war on us, man. That's why I, I wanted to bring you on. And, and highlight you because you have been working with our young royals, man, because a lot of people give up on them, and I don't. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us. And I tell people, man, I, I love us unconditionally. Now, I don't like all of us. Correct. Some of us, I still bust them in the face, but at the end of the day, bro, if you ain't got no pistol, let's, let's dap it up, man, because it's all love. Correct. You know. But I, I, I understand what it is. And I say that's why you have people like you have to be highlighted, man, and because you are mentoring our young people because – they think the the world ain't dealing with us like that, man. They just trying to lock us up and kill us. And our problem, we in such a we in such a, a fog that oh every every everything is good. And I like I had my dad on here. Like my dad is still living, man. He was a sharecropper. What one generation removed from Jim Crow, bro? Ain't nothing changed. I'm gonna press the envelope a little bit here. Press the motherfucking in, man. So a couple years ago, I don't know when it was when a young kid got killed in North Memphis. I think it was at the convenience store, stealing mm-hmm. a drink. Or some chips or something like that. A couple weeks later, it was MLK birthday, right? Mm -hmm. And we have our big celebration every year. No one here, dignitaries from across the country or anything, came and protest that store. Yeah. No one. But we was all downtown. 
to highlight and celebrate all the activities that really irks me. You have people in this city, yeah. if it's sports related or not, that will pull their pants up, their big boy pants, yeah. their boots, strap them on, and get it done. But every night you're seeing people that look like us getting killed yeah. or getting arrested or shooting on the highway or on Bill Street or Incredible Pizza. It's sickening. Yeah. But no one is stepping up to that. No, we stepping up right now. We we stepping up right now, bro. What we doing? No, I mean, no, we, we letting it be known. Oh, because, okay. No, okay. that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, oh, well, I, see, I, I just put it on the table. Well, if you want to move, we go out there and fight now. We yeah, we gonna find yeah. somebody and just, just, really put, put it, it on. on the table. No, yeah. but no, but you're correct, man. And, and I'm gonna wrap it up after this. And okay. I'm still you get the last word. But I tell out, look, man, we can't just complain when somebody else kill us. We we can't let that pass, man. We have to police ourselves. And love ourselves. Now, yeah, when somebody else do it, I'm about tired of that too, man. Because I'm, I'm correct, ready to go to war. But we have to, like, look, bro, don't do that. Correct. Come on, because if, if if I'm doing something wrong, I tell my partners all the time. Or if what if I'm about to fight? They know they just better leave me alone. Let me go and get that out of me. But if I'm doing correct. something else, <laughs> yeah, because I'm about to hit you too. Yeah. Let me go. If I get jumped and whooped, don't worry about that. That's right. on me. But we have to pull our each other's coattails, man. I mean, we have like I, I have friends that they they still do things. They ain't supposed to do, but when it comes around, it's respect. They, like, come on, bro, you, you destroying our community, man. We can't keep doing that to one another, bro. We can't, cause we need all these soldiers, man. And I go to jail. I mean, you go to jails and speak to them, and it's it's all of us. It's all. So of us. you know, this is no, nah, this is a part of the conversation, bro. Because this is building blocks. This is what you do. You mentoring, and I'm pretty sure you have these. What your hash outs? Y'all have oh, yeah, these type of conversations. Definitely bro. the suspensions, everything, and even with the school system. Now I'm putting it on the table that. You, you really can't suspend kids anymore. No, you can't do anything. Um, you can't really fell them. Nope. So I can skip your class all day and go down and go down the street or go play basketball in the other gym, whatever, and take a test and make a D. And now I pass the class. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what are we really setting our kids up for? To my go to jail? Son, my son asked me, he said, Dad, why y'all wouldn't let me go to this school or that school? No, because your education. Mm -hmm. And I left it just like yeah. that. Every school has education, mm -hmm. but let's put you in the best situation that your mother and I see that's possible for you. We've been to school. Yeah. I graduated high school through summer school. Yeah. I left that part out. That's okay. You just put you just added it. Ninth grade, in <laughs> summer school. You ain't leave it out Tenth because grade, we're still rolling. Summer school. It's, it's 11th yeah. grade, summer school. Yeah. 12th grade, summer school to go get my diploma. So while everybody else going to college, getting a job, enjoying their summers, I'm always working. Because I always try to take the easy road out. Or playing ball when you're a part of the program, mm -hmm. we got you. Yeah. But when the 12th grade time comes, I don't know what to tell you. I tried. Oh, really? Got you. All right. Trust me. I mean, I'm a living example, man. For for for, for the longest, they let me get away with dang the murderer. Oh, he, that's Doc, football guy. Yeah. Go to the NFL. Oh, but then, like, when reality hit, they were like, we don't care nothing about that no more. Right. Like, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You finna, y'all. Y'all finna take me to jail for this? I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah, you going to jail for it now, boss. You know what I'm saying? So, right. uh, look, man, I understand, and I and I and I, I tell the people, man, that's how the the school system is now because each child represents some money. They want them in the building, almost nine grand a head. Yeah, for real. And yeah. when they don't understand, they don't want you to. They don't want to fail them. They don't want to kick them out because they want their money. But you can't discipline them and. 
a lot of us don't understand when they you take discipline out of the schools for the kids, you're setting them up to what can't nobody tell them anything. So when they leave, they just wow. And what's they gonna do? They're gonna go fill up the prisons, man, which is privately owned. But you know, it's another conversation. But it's building blocks, it's mentoring. Hey, you know what? I'm open for all those conversations because it's reality. Yeah. And before COVID hit, life was what it was. COVID hit, we let them out. Now these private institutions gotta make their money. Yes, you got that. So right. guess what? Especially in Tennessee, a Republican state, let's pass this gun law. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me I could walk down the street with a pistol, with a shotgun? Shoppers. Whatever, and you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's not yours, that's a different story. Yeah. But if it's yours, but they can't even stop you legally, yeah. I asked the sheriff that. Mm-hmm. No, they can't. No, I mm-hmm. can walk down the street with a chopper in my hand, and you can't do anything because it's the law. But, man, you know, that's why I just trust in the most high, man, because he, he's in control <laughs> because that's it. That's who that's who we got to call on. That's who we got to trust on, man. Some people some people may not believe that, but I believe that wholeheartedly, man, because where it's going now, bro, it just is what it is. And we got to start uplifting one another and stop always trying to find a reason. Well, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, no, that, that, that kid ain't. No, so you keep doing what you're doing, man. Anything appreciate else you, you want to uh, add, Mr. Stefan Smallwood? I, just, I building appreciate blocks. you, um, the opportunity, and i um, always been a phone call or a text away. I um, respect that, and I appreciate that um, from one brother to another. So no doubt. I appreciate you, man. All right, King, appreciate you, man. Yes, sir, as always. That's going to do it for this episode of the Doc Holiday Show, where we love to highlight black men, black woman, black teen, black child. Black royalty, Stefan Smallwood, building blocks. Until next week, God willing. Damn, c- cash is cut. What you cooking, Mark? Yes, sir. <laughs>